Talk and Pray for Life and Business, faith-based personal development courses and coaching, tapping into our best life. Hi, I'm Mary Lou Cassida for Talk and Pray, and it took me a while to settle into myself. Do you know the feeling? Capable, ambitious, but wanting more? More impact, more success, more satisfaction? Me too. I've been a mompreneur and now maturepreneur. How do you like that term? (laughs) And I have a lifetime of experience, work, family, love, and loss that combined with the truth of scripture have taught me valuable lessons. I have a passion to share that wisdom with women of faith who want more. Welcome to Talk and Pray for Life and Business. If your right eye offends you, I've never wanted to pluck out my right eye so badly in all my life. I keep eye drops on the shelf above my bed along with my glasses. I'm blind as a bat without my glasses. Seriously, if you stand a few feet away from me and I don't have my glasses on, I'd have trouble telling if you were a human, much less actually identifying who you are. My eyes are bone dry at night, and I often reach up to find the drops by feel and apply as needed. Early this morning, I missed the drops, hit my glasses, and they fell in my eye. Not to the side, not on the nose, on my eyeball. And I found out after seeing the eye doctor, I had torn my cornea. First, can I say, ouch, I've never had an eye injury, and oh my word, is it painful. At the doctor, they dropped a numbing solution in, and the pain relief was instant, and I swear I thought I heard the angels sing. Doc said too much numbing solution would fry my eyeball, so I didn't get to go home with that blessed relief. You mean, I have to tough it out, I asked him. He nodded solemnly and said, with any luck, the flap of corneal tissue would break off on its own. Otherwise, he'd have to cut it. Oh, joy. Something to look forward to. All the way home, the mantra in my head was, if your right eye offends thee, if your right eye offends thee, if your right eye offends thee. Lord of mercy, if this is what sin feels like to the Spirit, I've got to take it more seriously. James said, Count it all joy, brothers and sisters, when you face trials of many kinds, for the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. James 1, 2, and 3. I have a feeling I've been set up because, A, this was this Sunday scripture passage in my Sunday school class that I taught. James was writing to persecuted Jewish Jesus followers who were struggling. It ain't easy, he was saying, but find the joy and lean into the character development that trials bring to you. And then B, my word for the year that I selected way back in January was steadfast. Yep, definitely set up. The question is, what can I learn through this trial? While my pain is nothing compared to the true suffering experienced by persecuted believers the world over, I don't want to miss what my weird accident and injured eye can teach me. 
First, just because you can't see all the steps, it doesn't mean you give up. I had a package that needed put into my mailbox this morning. With my eye injured and both eyes now extremely sensitive to light and watering like crazy, I put on shades and a hat and trekked the quarter mile out my driveway. I could only see a step or two in front of me, but I knew the destination. Added bonus, I would get some steps in, something I didn't think I'd be able to do if my eyes wouldn't open properly. But with some squinting, deep breaths, and a slow pace, I made it to the end of the driveway and popped my package inside. Inch by inch, the saying goes, it's, it's a cinch. I love the Rocky franchise of films, and especially the newer iteration in the Creed films. As Rocky trains young Creed in the second movie, he reminds Adonis that victory doesn't come all at once. It's a one step at a time, one punch at a time, one round at a time. In Scripture, God takes his people through process to develop the character in them to do incredible things. Moses had to keep sheep for a while. Joseph had to be in a pit and then in prison. Peter had to deny Jesus to remember who and whose he was. Paul was shipwrecked and beaten and left for dead. We can allow our pain to make us bitter or better. This morning, I did my share of whining. It really is very painful, but I could either give up and eat some cheese with my wine, or I could choose to fight through the pain, focusing on the destination and that all-important single step that is right in front of me. The right choice meant a promise kept and at least one accomplishment in a day that didn't hold much promise. Second, Closing your eyes doesn't make it better. Man, oh man, eye pain is not fun. And as much as I wanted to close my injured eye and keep it closed, it caused intense pain, and then the pain doubled when I opened the eye up. The thing is, I needed it to be open to work with my other weaker eye. When the pain didn't abate, I knew it was an injury. The Passion Translation of Proverbs 14.8 says, For the wisdom of the wise will keep life on the right track, while the fool only deceives himself and refuses to face reality. My husband says, Bad news does not improve with age. Facing reality can be difficult sometimes, but knowing where you are really can be a springboard toward better. What areas of life are you avoiding? For me, it was the truth of deteriorating health. When my numbers indicated diabetes and high blood pressure were going to shorten my life, or at least diminish my quality of life as I age, I had to face reality. When my sales numbers weren't what I wanted, I had to take a hard look at my activity. And if I wanted things to change, I had to change. The numbers don't lie. And spiritually, when I felt God was distant and my prayers ineffective, I could blame Him or face the reality that I had neglected the relationship. Reality check, I is injured. Go to the doctor. It's the only way to get better. Third, speaking of facing reality, do not put off till tomorrow what you can do today. I made the now regrettable decision to goof off Friday and Saturday. I didn't 
and I'm making quote air quotation marks now, feel like <laughs> working on this podcast or preparing some minor tasks that would make this week easier or batch work so that in the event of an unexpected delay, I wouldn't be able to work. I would have things in the hopper ready to go. No. <laughs> James 4, 13 through 17 says, Come now, you who say today or tomorrow we will go into such and such a town and spend a year there and trade and make profit. Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, If the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. As it is, you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. So whoever knows to do the right thing and fails to do it, for him it is sin. I never thought of procrastination as a sin, but if the presumption that I can do something smacks of arrogance, doesn't the presumption that there will be time enough later also smack of arrogance and be sinful? Hmm. We must work the works, Jesus said, of him who sent me while it is day, night is coming, when no one can work. John 9, 4. Procrastination is like a credit card. It's a lot of fun till you get the bill. Finally, trials, James said, or the testing of our faith, produces steadfastness. Three different words can be used here. King James says patience. NIV says perseverance. All three necessary for a mature faith and a mature person. I have a friend in business who loves to say, I don't know anybody that's too cashed up. We could all use a little extra cash these days, right? I think the same can be said of these qualities. I don't know anyone who has too much patience, too much steadfastness, too much perseverance. I chose steadfast for my word of the year, mostly because of its connotation of consistency. It's a quality I've lacked in spades over the years, and I want to cultivate it. Being consistent so I can be counted upon to deliver. Consistent so that I'm a person of integrity. Consistent so that my walk matches my talk. It's why, with eyes and nose dripping because of the cornea tear, I'm pounding out words for you and for myself. This is how you learn to be consistent, by being consistent, especially through trials. Perseverance, too, marks maturity. It's being steadfast when it's hard. It's grit and stick to even when it looks like you're not going to get a victory. When the chips are down, last play of the game, and you push. Paul understood that kind of grit. He wrote, Our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. 2 Corinthians 4, 17. He kept the destination in mind and walked step by step through the hard stuff to get to the other side. <laughs> I picture Andy Dufresne in the Shawshank Redemption, standing in the rain. Andy Dufresne, his friend Red says, who crawled through half a mile of foul-smelling excrement and came out smelling clean on the other side. We all go through trials. Life throws a lot of crap at us. Jesus said, in this world, you will have trouble, but I have overcome the world. Paul wrote to the Roman church, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? It is written, for your sake, we are being killed all the day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. 
No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. My right eye offends me today with its torn cornea and pain, but it won't always be this way. I can learn a lot from leaning into the pain and seeing what it can teach me about making progress little at a time, getting real, not procrastinating, and by developing patience, consistency, and perseverance. How about you? Will you learn these lessons with me? Father, help me consider it joy when I face trials and difficulties. Help me to lean in and learn to be like you, all the while knowing that nothing, nothing can separate me from your love. And that if I add to my faith virtue and knowledge and self-control and steadfastness and perseverance, they will keep me from being ineffective or unfruitful, nearsighted and blind. And I ask you for healing for my cornea. Thank you for walking with me through the pain. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to Talk and Pray for Life and Business. To learn more about the podcast and to get today's transcript, notes, and other content, go to talkandpray.us slash podcast. Join me every Tuesday for more Talk and Pray. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts and leave a positive review if you'd like to hear more content like this. This Talk and Pray podcast is sponsored by Talk and Pray for Life and Business, faith-based personal development courses and coaching. Music is In the Field by Audionautics.com. Look for Talk and Pray on Facebook and Instagram.